0: Welcome back to Skills World Live. To kick off tonight's discussions, I'm delighted to be joined by the Minister for Skills and Apprenticeships in England, Gillian Keegan. Minister, thanks for coming back on the programme.
1: Oh, you're welcome. It's uh, Thank you for inviting me.
0: Great. Now, today is National Thank a Teacher Day. As the father of three kids, let me go first by thanking Mr Harold, who is the head teacher of my son's secondary school in Brighton & Hove, Blatchington Mill. He's done a great job throughout this crisis, regularly communicating with parents and being very honest with us, actually, about the many challenges both he and his teaching staff face. Who, Minister, would you like to thank today?
1: Well I'd like to thank a teacher from way back when when I was at school Mr Ashcroft who actually stayed behind every night from 3:30 to 5:30 for 2 years to teach me engineering and technical drawing because at that time believe it or not girls were not allowed to take that option yes. um and I wanted to take it so um he he stayed behind for two of us actually two girls and um as a result of that I ended up very much interested in technology in in maths in engineering and um, yeah, technical drawing, and yeah, I, I I want to thank him because when I think now, you know, <laughs> extraordinary sacrifice that he did—that a couple of nights a week for two years um, to help me um, to do a bunch of extra uh, GCSEs that I wouldn't have got to do otherwise. So I'd like to thank him, and then of course all the teachers um, all across the country who are just doing their best really yeah. to. Um, to switch to online learning and i think they're doing a, an amazing job in most cases to uh, really engage children in a medium um you know that they didn't they weren't used to working with a couple of months ago
0: yeah big shout out there then for mr ashcroft inspiring teacher do you think he knew then that you would end up uh, in the dizzy heights of uh, her majesty's government as a minister responsible for education and skills
1: no, um, but he would have been delighted. Unfortunately, he died uh, not long after I became an MP. But he did nice. know I became an MP, oh, that's um, which um, which I think actually shocked him. I think probably my thirty year business career, uh, which was you know kind of in oh, I started off in in um, in um, a car factory uh, as a sixteen year old apprentice. That would have been something he definitely um, was instrumental in, and would have imagined. I guess where I've ended up to up up with you know you couldn't really plot your way from there to uh, be. Minister for Apprenticeship and Schools, so no, I have to be surprised, as everybody else is.
0: Well, look, it's a great uh, reminder, isn't it, uh, Minister, of the impact that teachers have. Now, of course, um, it it wouldn't have escaped though your attention that the department's guidance to reopen educational settings, including schools, sixth forms, and colleges, is not without its critics. I mean, what do you say to those teacher representatives, like the unions, who are concerned about the safety of their members and pupils in, as they may see it, a rush back to reopening schools and colleges?
1: Well, I think there's no doubt and I have a great deal of sympathy with anybody that has, uh, you know, a view that, uh, you know, we're stepping back. We're taking baby steps into reopening um, aspects of our school and and aspects of our economy. And it's much harder to do that than the simple stay at home message. I mean, that one, um, you know, whilst it's difficult to take away liberties and freedoms, it's been a very simple message and, and quite simple to adhere to taking baby steps back into what our new normal with uh, new normal is is is, is going to be a lot more difficult so I have a lot of sympathy everybody has their own individual circumstances people are more fearful um, some people are, are more fearful than others so I understand the fear however um, I think it's very important because there is for every um every everything you do um you know every action there is there yeah. is there is a consequence, and you know the staying at home does not come without consequences we know that our children now and and young people have been out of education um you know for for many many weeks and we know that that has a massive impact on them and we know that we have to you know we we go to school for a reason we go to college for sure. a reason and whilst they've done a great job and everybody's done a great job to move as much online as possible we all know that it isn't um a substitute for um you know for, for education so we have to start that journey back. And what we're saying is... You know, based on, um, you know, we have to make sure that the the R rate is below zero, is below one. We've still got all of the five tests that have to be met. But what we're saying is start to make a plan. And I can't see any reason why, because we're going to have to use these plans, whether it's, um, you know, on the 1st of June or the 2nd of June or, you know, whenever it is for different age groups, for different, um, you know, um, types of institutions. We are going to have to
0: reopen
1: schools. And we're going to have to do that in a, in a, in a, in a, a phase where, as have... the
0: government said, yeah. Um, yeah, you, and you don't uh, have
1: all the information. You no, do not no, you have don't. perfect information, no, and that's don't. the difficulty.
0: I mean, you've been a real champion for uh, 16 to 19 uh, apprentices as well and ensuring that they're written into the guidance. I mean, are you expecting, for example, these practical observations and endpoint assessments, insofar as they can take place, are you expecting to see apprentices now then complete from June the 1st?
1: Uh, yes, I, mean, many I think have been so. Already,
0: of course, but yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, what we've got with um, with with a lot of the um, you know. Uh, uh, qualifications is some of them are going to be calculated anyway some of them will be assessed in a remote way and some of them will be delayed so as more of those as we can get uh, assessed and use the equipment that obviously we have in fe colleges uh, sometimes that's necessary to complete um you know licenses to practice sure. etc then of course we've offered that flexibility um, to to colleges and from what i've seen with colleges you know they've shown great leadership Mm-hmm. throughout this period. They have, I think, been outstanding in terms of how much they've done online. And I've joined many virtual online classes mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they really are very interactive. They they're super engaging actually. And I think I think they're a platform that we'll use a lot more in the future because it works very well. Good. But they all know that you know supplementing that with with face-to-face teaching and with um you know specific tuition and specific uses of equipment that you only find in colleges is is absolutely vital as well so we expect them to um use the flexibility they've had and show the lead continue to show the leadership they have
0: okay well tonight's show is all about taking forward the quality agenda in apprenticeships and i'll be talking to the institute for apprenticeships shortly at the end of the program uh, alp will will be giving us their perspective on the reforms should your vision for improving the quality of apprenticeships and delivering on the you know secretary of state stated aims of an english apprenticeship and technical educational model that's seen internationally as better than germany's by 2030
1: yeah i mean i think i think we have the uh, you know with with T levels and some of the other um changes we're making on apprenticeships i think we've got um the 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 building blocks to really reform technical education in this country and businesses are crying out for it and we know that you know career-led study which i like to call apprenticeships is what i always referred to mine it was it's a way of studying that that is much more closely linked to your career and to and to employability and to your employment and I think that's something that this country um, really wants. I think many parents want it, many young people want it. Um, and, you know, we, we have the ability to really build on some of those reforms uh, to have the best uh, technical education System, You know, wh- why not? Why, why, why do we not have that capability? We've got some of the best companies, we've got some of the best research, some of the best science, some of the best teaching. Um, so we can we can extend that to technical education. Okay. Um, so I'm very, very, um, you know, optimistic about that. And it's absolutely vital because every young person deserves a quality opportunity, whether that's an apprenticeship, whether they do a T level, whether they go, you know, and do the traditional route, they yeah. deserve a quality experience because yeah. they don't get Get to do that experience again
0: no now obviously got a decade as as well to achieve that objective of uh, leapfrogging Germany but one of the criticisms that has been levelled at the current quality assurance system in apprenticeships is that there are arguably too many bodies like the 18 or so external quality assurance providers all doing different things to inconsistent standards. Are you and the government still committed to the recommendation in the institute's recent consultation that only Ofqual and the Office for Students should lead with oversight of um, IFATE on the quality assurance of apprenticeships in future?
1: well i think it's very important that we get the quality assurance right and you know we have obviously started this new um you know the standards and the and the endpoint assessment and the the organizations and of course we're you know we have to look at what's working look at what what we need to continue to um you know to focus on and, and what we can improve i i myself um you know I'm still open to to looking at the various options in, in terms of how we can improve. But of course, the Institute for Apprenticeships and Technical Education has played a very a vitally important role working with the employers who ultimately be, will be the arbiters of quality um, and whether we get this right. So, you know, okay. we, we have to make sure the whole system works to deliver uh, that quality. And that really is going to be judged by the employability of young people.
0: OK, finally, I just wondered if you could share with our listeners whether the decision has been made to extend the frameworks for a year as the deadline 31st of July uh, when they're meant to be switched off is fast approaching.
1: We have confirmed that the uh, we will not be extending the deadline. We'll stick to the to the time of the 31st of July. Mm-hmm. And the reason we've done that is t- taken a very practical um, approach as well because, you know, we've obviously done a lot of work on the standards. The standards are all in place. We've also, um, you know, 75% of, of, of all apprenticeships are now on standards. And when we've looked at those that aren't, In pretty much every area, every sector, there are examples of people who've moved to standards. So we've given, I think it was October 2018, yeah. when we gave notice so there's yeah. you know it's a been a ago. very very long um you know running to do this um you know now as always sometimes some organizations might leave some things to the last minute etc but we believe that there are that the standards are in place there's 539 of them um and and you know that they're, they're, they're there and therefore we're confident about switching off the frameworks and improving the quality of uh, apprenticeships and you know these are these are important steps to make sure that we do that
0: Gillian Keegan, Minister of Skills and Apprenticeships in England. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening. Pleasure to talk to you.
1: Thanks so much. Bye bye.